Welcome back to Sportscast Prime, guys. We got a quick turnaround. Uh, we may have an abridged show today because it's only been like three days since our last show, but a lot of crazy stuff is happening. This is um, probably going to be one of the most live-ish sort of exciting little podcasts. Live recording, I guess. Doing. Uh, we're not. It's not going to be very organized. Um, we're going to do our best to try to make sure we hit everything. But NFL free agency is upon us. As of mere hours ago, mm. and lots and lots of exciting things are happening. We thought we might have sort of a slow week, be able to delve into some some uh, deeper material, but um, there's a lot of stuff flying around that's pretty exciting if you're an NFL fan, um, cathartic one way or the other. Uh, hey, John. Hey, Nick. How we doing? Good. How about yourself? What's up? <clears throat> not bad. Not bad. All right. I want to start. Since we had some Nick's tears shed last week, I want to return the favor. Maybe, maybe not return the favor, but I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. with our resident uh, long-suffering uh, Cowboy fan here, Nick. The mm-hmm. Cowboys released DeMarcus Ware at 4 p.m. today. That was his uh, his his self-appointed um, deadline, deadline for them to cut him or not cut him. And also Miles Austin. Oh, and Miles Austin too? Yes. Well, I don't know what happened to that guy anyway. Injuries. You know what I think it might be? It might be that he's actually (laughs) A-Rod. And since A-Rod's out this season, I I think he looks exactly like A-Rod. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) I think he looks very much like A-Rod. Is it just the fact that maybe he just got eclipsed by better receivers? Maybe just the same? Yeah, he kind of did. It's just still, it's weird that he just was so unproductive last year. That and injuries. That's all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, but anyway, so, you know, DeMarcus, they, they wanted DeMarcus Ware to take a pay cut. He was signed to one of the biggest contracts ever signed by a defensive player. And, um, you know, he's he's 30. Mm-hmm. And he's he's been good. You know, he's he's been a great, he's been one of the one of the great Cowboys, you know. He's probably one of the best Cowboys linebackers ever. Um, but he's 30. And mm-hmm. the Cowboys wanted him to take a pay cut, and he was like, no, I, I you know, I done my due diligence here i do not deserve to have to take a pay cut you know f you mm-hmm. um so jerry jones uh stunningly jerry jones did not pony up and jerry jones let him go mm-hmm. uh what do you think about this nick well his uh numbers were slowly declining for like the past few years so i can understand why they would want to reconstruct his deal um and again i'm in a believer like you pay for what a player can do for you not what he's done so I don't think the numbers were going to improve throughout the whatever years he had left or to extend them to that level. So I can see why they asked for the reconstruction of his deal. And since he wasn't willing to budge, this is the NFL, so it's a business-based yep. as well. So I'm not that surprised that he got cut. I actually expected it. Yeah. I I don't could, what you consider declining. I mean, 11 and a half sack. I mean, he had 11 and a half sacks last year. Yeah. I mean, he's been consistent. He's been averaging 11 every year. I mean, his last three or four-year totals, 11, 15 and a half, 19 and a half, 11 and a half. I mean, it's pretty consistent up there, mm-hmm. along with over 60 tackles a game. I, it's, it's right. The thing about it, it's all right. 
<laughs> I, I think it's great. I mean, sixty tackles a game is great. Yeah. I uh, well, but, uh, sixty tackles, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't even think they're going to pony up for him anyway, because I think they're screwed anyway with the cap over the cap, even mm-hmm. with because I know um, they they raised. Well, yeah, they wouldn't have been able to. I know, I know yeah. they raised the cap ceiling. They did and, actually, and, and that's an interesting they, thing that huh? is going to apply to all the teams. The, the cap is up ten million just because of great. Revenue, you know, and not only that, and one of them, one of the proponents too, was Jerry Jones, who asked about it too, and it still didn't matter because they're still like, you know, kind of shackled by what they got, you know. Yeah, it's 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 a really bad situation that the Cowboys are in with the cap and stuff. Well, they lost. uh, They gained about roughly probably like 10 million by doing this uh yeah. for doing towards the heart going towards the cap but still kind of you know yeah i mean i honestly i i, I will say that i was dis- surprised but only because jerry jones doesn't have a track record of making gm moves he makes fan moves mm-hmm. um and i i think this is actually a really good gm move mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean i don't know I, i'm kind of i fall somewhere in between you john and you nick on whether I would consider him declining, but I think in the future, I mean, he is thirty. You have to imagine his yeah. prime is behind him, and you know it's a young man's game. Those and guys at those get good that kind of production that they're paying him for over the next how much like four years left on his deal or something. But what you said before, Mike, which was <clears> a really good thing, because like I read in an article recently on after they released it, like after releasing like a half an hour ago, it was like Jerry Jones, you know. He gets hated on a lot, and he gets bashed a lot. Some of it fair, some of it unfair. But actually, a lot of people was like, "This was actually a really good move." He wasn't thinking like a fan; he was thinking like a GM. And you know what? Like, if anybody's going to hate Jerry Jones, don't hate him for this move. This mm-hmm. was actually a good move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's unfortunate, you know, when to, to let a player like that go. I'm sure he's yeah. many a Cowboy fan's favorite Cowboy, and and it's weird whatnot. too because Jerry Jones. <laughs> His tenure, like, I thought they would keep him. I, I didn't think – I was, like, the opposite of Nick of them cutting him. I thought they would – were going to keep him because Jerry Jones has a habit of, you know, being a player's owner, being a player's guy. You know, like, you hear hear people like Troy Aikman, Irving, you know, especially the star players, you know. Um, Tony Romo. Tony Romo, Emmett Smith. Not to give an opinion on Romo for yeah. myself, but I'm just saying that's a, another instance where someone may have let him go, yeah. but – Yep. Speak uh, like Witten. I'll speak highly of him. He's a player's guy. He's a player's owner, play mm. GM, whatever you want to call him. So this kind of shocked me too, because I mm. thought he would, you know, find a way somehow to finagle, you know, where in there. But mm. as far as I know, he didn't budge too much on the negotiations, yeah. um, and I think that was that kind of helped. It, it may have been a pride thing too. Like he was, he, it, it wasn't that he wasn't going to come down far enough. I think it was that. He just thought he took offense to the idea of him taking a pay cut for what he had done, you know. And it was just okay. It's one of those mm. things. Two sides are far apart. Yeah. Um. So, and this is what the Cowboys are going to have to do to stop being an eight and eight team. Yeah. Mm. Every year they're going to have to make smart, you know, prudent salary cap choices, and they're going to have to draft well. And you know they they haven't drafted well consistently like over the last like over the last like five years. Uh, but they, they've done pretty good in the last couple. Yeah, it's the last few were pretty good. Yeah, 
the funny part though about it is too you can make the case that, that was Parcells like you could see like this is the remnants of like the Parcells like era guys kind of getting phased out because all these guys are finally you know coming to 30 like you said and kind of slowing down like where Spencer and all those guys Who's left they're actually talking to Spencer too I think Witten Witten too Witten, did Witten possibly predate Bill Parcells though no, I think Parcells drafted him in, oh, okay, the, right. in his first year there. Like okay, so, right. I, either third, second, or third second round. round. It's been around for a while. So. I think he's second round. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, like I mentioned before, we've got teams have got ten million to work, extra ten million to work with. So to a certain extent, like a lot of teams, everybody's got cap room. Yeah. Some teams got tons of cap room. Um, and it's interesting because now I think what. It, it, and that doesn't necessarily mean for most teams just go up and spend, spend free agents, fill up that cap. Because I think uh, if you remember when the CBA went into place a few years ago, all the rookies, 2011, Cam Newton, you know, rookies like that made way, way less than their their 2010 yeah. counterparts, Sam Bradford. Bradford. Um, and I think a lot of teams, those rookie contracts are up this year yeah. and or, or next year or whatever. And those players are going to be looking to get paid. And so I think a lot of teams are saying, well, let's not necessarily just blow this on a guy for, that we need for now because we have uh, some more contracts coming yeah. up. And the, uh, namely the Seattle Seahawks, who have a number of young players who they're going to have to pay, particularly Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. I believe, next year. Um, but also, who am I thinking of? It, they it have could, a couple more. It could also their whole, mainly Earl Thomas, Earl is, Thomas one. is one. Um, Richard Sherman? He, he didn't get extended yet, I don't think. So yeah, he's so my, he's he's going to be one too. Sherman, yeah. um, it could also be though that cap ceiling a detriment to some teams. Whereas like you you said the old rookie contracts under the old CBA, like now now there's a th- like on the other spectrum you have the St. Louis Rams, which for all intents and purposes, everyone thought they're going to cut Bradford because he's a mediocre quarterback and he's making that much. And now they're like, oh, no, we're sticking with them. Now we got that extra $10 million to play with. Now that's know, kind I, of a detriment gonna, to that. Like, are they, you think they're going to trade their, their – they have the second pick in the draft. Do you think they're going to trade it? Yeah, I think so. Or are they going to try – maybe they can trade down. and maybe They, they could can trade like, down. If they could trade down to like – Unless there's somebody 15, they really want. Let's say they trade down to 15 and mm. they get another couple – another first-round pick or something like that for it. You know, something worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they get a slew of picks, which I think they need. Mm-hmm. Um, did they draft, like, Manziel? Mm-hmm. If, if, he, if, he, if, he, if he drops. Or if, if not, do they do they go for a quarterback this year? I, 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 hear, I don't hear them taking a quarterback no. at number two. No, but if they trade down, do you think they take a Bortles? If they trade down, I would uh, I would look in. I would I think I'd be favored into that. Derek but Carr. I th- I think they would. They should take. I I think so. They should take a quarterback. I mean, because you know I can't. I don't like the you know Bradford apologists saying you had no talent those colors and stuff. I'm like, well, now we got like four years of him. You know, if he yeah. isn't, he is who he is at this point of his career. So you kind of have to like. I think I think both points of view are right. He yeah, has yeah. had kind of like crappy talent. Shitty right. talent. He's also. But he's been there for a while and yeah. never really shown even any sign that he's like worthwhile. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I, I think it's weird that they're sticking with him. Anyway, the reason I brought up the uh, Seahawks was because they made a real interesting splash by signing Michael Bennett mm-hmm. or re-signing Michael Bennett, who was obviously crucial to their Super Bowl hopes and probably will be. I mean, they'll at least have one more year of having Michael Bennett on that great defense, um, and that's great. But I wonder if that puts 
maybe that there was no more room for Bennett to actually cash in with the Seahawks because they were going to have to save all this money for, for Russell Wilson. Um, that was a one or two year deal. Or, or Earl Thomas. Well, no, it's it's a uh, it's a four year deal, twenty eight million. Mm. Yeah. So they he made basically doubled his salary. I think he made four million last year. Um, interesting though, because I, I think a lot of people didn't think that that signing would happen, but it was actually it was like the first thing that happened in free agency. Interesting, interestingly enough. Um, I thought the interesting another interesting deal. Speaking about quarterbacks and deals, are you know we talk about. Colin Kaepernick said he wants to make at least eighteen million a year, or you know, you, you know, making that. And I know I heard like the odd, the front, the GM, especially the front office, isn't willing him to give him that much money. Maybe they're making a move, kind of like the trading for old Blaine Gabbert. Like I don't know. I think I, I don't think Blaine Gabbert's putting I, pressure on anyone. I know, but hey, he's a pure backup. But move. but hey, yeah. hey, hey, yeah. John Harbaugh's done, or Jim Harbaugh's done good things with quarterbacks before see Alex Smith so I'm just saying I mean right. he's done wonders with You're like right. what he's got so that's true that's true and, although Blaine Gabbert's yeah. been a really and, really bad quarterback and, and kept, same thing for Alex Smith you could have said though too like during those yeah. years at San Fran it's just and like like Kaepernick too Kaepernick came in no one expected him to do much of anything either so if anybody I feel like yeah. it he might like I'm 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 with you though. I'm just looking at it from the devil's advocate point of view. Yeah. I'm with you. I think Gabbert is like Like I don't think he's there to push off. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. but be there as an insurance policy. But other maybe, than an injury insurance Yeah, policy. that's what I'm yeah. saying, so maybe, you know. Okay. Um Yeah, well I mean, you know, since we're on the NFC West, I mean, rich get richer here. Uh we you know, talked about the Seahawks being able to retain Bennett. Niners get a viable backup, I guess. Um mm-hmm. The uh, Arizona Cardinals, Jared Veld here. Now, he's not a guy I had even never heard of before last year, but he was on the Raiders last year, and he was basically the number one left tackle mm-hmm. in the league for free agents or whatever. And they got him. And left tackle has been, other than quarterback, the biggest problem for Arizona and we saw how good they were last year. Like, we saw that they had basically the best defense other than Seattle in the whole league. Yeah. And they had some, you know, they had some good things happening. You know, Carson Palmer was, like, sometimes able to, like... That's what I'm saying. Get in some shootouts and, the, like, win some games. They won 10 games despite Carson throwing, like, 23 picks, yeah, which is, like... Yeah, they had terrible play from their left tackle position, the most yeah. important, like, position in football. And now they're going to have this guy, this absolute gem... I mean, I, unfortunately for them, they're in the NFC West. But Jesus, like, is this is this team going to make the playoffs? It's it's weird because the like you said, their defense is awesome, but unfortunately, they lost one of their guys, Dansby, with, to to oh, the Browns. Right. So like, it's. That is a huge loss. Carlos Stansby is one of the best linebackers in the league. And he's like, so it's like a give and take. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, left tackles plague them. Like, I like the Cardinals. I do. I really enjoy, you know, Bruce Arians, what he did with to that team. And unfortunately, he played in the best, you know, <clears throat> conference last year. He was my coach of the year. It's just, like you said, it's give and take. Like, he was the best. And I think football outsiders had him uh, – the first, like, in terms of, like, advanced metrics or stuff, like, the best left tackle last year in terms of, you know, like, advanced stats and, like, blocking and, and you know, all that's, like, not giving up, like, the least sacks. And it's weird how they do it in football outsiders, but 
it's just pancakes. Yeah, it's it, it's like the. That's a Madden stat. I don't know if they. Or you, know or, you, or you know what it's like, like blocking, like blocking. It's it's a weird. It's like yeah, people who know football better than you or I. It's like the it's, it's like this advanced stat where the person that he guards during the day, or you know during the the person he guards at all at all snaps or something like that. Like, what's the percentage that he breaks the line of scrimmage? Because you know if they bring them back, yeah. that's like or like how how like the percentage of how yeah, they keep them. Yeah, first. like advance or like yeah. So basically, he like led the league, and I think in like a seventy percentile or something like that of keeping it at that, which is yeah. really good. Unfortunately, he played for such a shitty team that nobody, you know, that nobody. The uh, Browns are an interesting team. Um, speak, speaking of them. And they, uh, they they signed Michael Johnson uh, from the uh, who's defensive end from Cincinnati. Like you said, they signed Carlos Dansby. They had a decent defense, I think. Um, they let T.J. Ford go though, who was their big time safety. Who I oh, and they went... thought they were gonna resign. Good sign by the Broncos, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they, they needed a little bit of secondary help. Yeah. Um, but I, well, I don't know. It's it's hard to say anything about the Browns, um, but no, no, I think a steal though was um, I looked. Uh, who's the young guy um, from the Raiders that the Bears took? He's only twenty-seven. Lamar Houston. Yeah, that was a. And I want to talk about the Raiders actually, um, but yeah, Lamar Houston was the other gem from the Raiders roster, um, defensive end, and they're actually shopping Julius Peppers. Yep. Um, I'm not sure to whom or. Yeah, it was reported that they're trying to shop around. They don't really want him. Um, and the Dolphins don't made a move to getting the best left tackle. They said, or he was the second best left Mac? tackle. Oh, no, no. Albert. Oh yeah, Brandon Albert. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they they needed that because poor. You know, after that whole Jonathan Martin, Richie Incognito disaster and everything, like poor uh, Tanhill took a beating behind that line, and they really needed the help before you know Shades of David Carr was gonna go all over again so yeah. it was a good uh, pick up by them to hopefully fortify that line for him same thing they were doing he was doing pretty well before all that started happening yeah <laughs> um, oh yeah so, so so back to the Raiders the Raiders were an interesting team because since um, who's their GM Reggie McKenzie I think right yeah. since he took over he's basically been gutting the roster like I think he's been doing like the right things and Dennis Allen's been the coach for a couple of years and they haven't been good but I, it, I think I get the sense that it's not like at the Al Davis regime like nobody's blaming Dennis Dennis Allen it's unfortunately it's um, all those years of you know Al Davis yeah that's unfortunately yeah, like bad drafts and you know the the specter of Jamarcus Russell David <clears throat> Darius Hayward Bay he runs a fast, you just fast in a He's straight been, line. Yeah. Draft him, I'm like. Who did they draft him over? They drafted him, and they, they, there was actually a real. Was it AJ Green? I think no. Was, AJ Green actually got picked early. They they drafted him like tenth over of, Michael Crabtree. I think somebody like but yeah. He got drafted before Michael Crabtree. They drafted him like tenth overall, and I remember everyone's like, "He's like a second round pick. What are they doing?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, they so they they had an interesting team last year. They had I, I don't even really know what this means, but I read it like a million times. They had like sixty three million dollars of dead money. I yes. guess money paid to players that weren't on the roster, or something like that. Like yeah. players they bought out or players that were injured, maybe guaranteed money that they had to pay. Guaranteed money for players that weren't there yeah. or something like that. Yep. So they came into this thing with 
far and away the most money to spend. And, and so you'd think this is a perfect opportunity for them to re-sign the two, two of the best players on the market and keep them with them, Jared Veldhier and Lamar Houston. And they did not re-sign either guy, and now I'm back to wondering what the hell they're doing. Like, Want me to play devil's advocate uh, sure, point of view sure. on this? Maybe they know something we don't know about those two well, players. Well, that's always <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I it's just, it seems strange. It's like you have all this room. Like, I know that you don't necessarily want to just fill up your yeah. fill up your salary cap, but like, yeah. it would take a lot for them to fill up their salary cap. You did know? it? Did it? Did Al Davis fake his death and decide to be the GM again of the Raiders? I don't know. Maybe. That, there's probably some kind of strategy in place. I don't know if it's like if they're planning on getting somebody from the free agency, or if it's, or if it's they see somebody in the draft that are going to replace these guys. But then again, again, like you said, they have a ton of cash, so yeah, it's, it sucks it's for them because this is like I feel bad, especially for um, their coach. Like you said, it's just Allen. It's this team's not going to get good anytime soon. Mm-hmm. This is probably like a four, five year like rebuilding, and probably he won't be around to, to reap the benefits of it. It's just it's such a crappy situation, and for one of the better franchise, you know, fran- historically good franchises, it's like no one's going to want to go there because mm-hmm. of that, and they have all this cap. But like you said, Mike, with all the dead weight, and they let two of their best players arguably go. So it's I don't know what they're doing. I wonder who yeah. they're going to draft. Um. Well, the Colts. I don't know. I don't know. You draft the best player if you're the Raiders. Yeah. I think. Colts got a good thing. You know, they... They re-signed Vontae Davis. They re-signed Vontae Davis, yes. Which is big. He was yeah. really good, and he was, you know, good for them. Same thing with the Ravens with Monroe. They re-signed him to a five-year yep. deal, too, and he solidified that line, you know. I wonder if there's anything to them going after Decker as well. Because uh, No, the uh, Colts. Oh, the Colts. Well, I mean, you know, De- Whoever signs Decker, I think, will overpay because, you know, Decker's value is it's, it's Peyton Manning's yeah. buddy syndrome. You know, it's Decker's going to get paid like a number one receiver. I mean, he, he caught 24 touchdowns in the last two years. Like, very few receivers can do that. But it's really because of Peyton Manning. Like, he's not a number one receiver, you know. Yeah. But he's going to get paid like that. And the Colts, he's be a, he'd be a great guy for Andrew Luck to have. But I don't know if it's going to be worth paying him what he's going to make. You know, like he's me- the number one receiver in free agency, and I don't know if he's real. I mean, there's not many receivers in free agency. Actually, I think Steve Smith is going to be available as well. Is he? Well, yeah, he's. he's I know they're so trying, they're to, trade trying to trade him. Or, yeah. They're either up to trading him or they're going to let him go. I, I was just trying. I was about to say Eagles Steve Smith, but I don't yeah. think he's on the Eagles. Anymore. No, he's no. Um, Do you think the Giants. Think the Giants. Had him last year, yeah, I think. No, the Giants, they played the team that had him, because I remember oh. oh, he's not in the Eagles anymore. I don't I know. Don't I don't remember either. Um, All I remember when you were talking about Decker was that, um, what's his, Jeff Chardia or whatever his name yeah. is, wrote the article. You know, it's going to be a bad idea for whoever overpays for um, yeah. for, 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 for Decker, me, for yeah. Decker, you know, because it's just going to be a terrible idea. And I remember going on Yahoo, and th- th- after that, some guy goes, you know, who's been covering, who covered the Broncos or whatever, he's basically like, yeah, Jeff Chardia said, you know, Eric Decker is going to be, you know, terrible. It's just, this is the same guy that wrote this. And then he put a link and I clicked it. And it's like, 
Pete Carroll is not going to have what it takes to come back to the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks, and I just started dying. Yeah, but he's not the only guy that ever thought that. Yeah, but um, uh, the well, Browns just extended their contract to Andrew Hawkins for four years. Andrew Hawkins, yeah. who's that? <laughs> he is a. Yeah, I think he was a free Hawkins. We've got breaking. Same, We've got breaking. Same day match. Oh, they're not being specific. How dare they? That's interesting. All right, look into that. But no, well, speak. But speak. While well, while we're on receivers, um, well, actually, no. What were you going to say, John? Oh, speaking of, <clears throat> when you talk about the Cleveland Browns, they're another interest. Oh. Signing all those things, but there was Alex Mack, their um, center, their Pro yeah. Bowl center. I think they resigned him. They right? resigned him. Yeah. But they signed him to a tag, though. It's that weird transition tag. I that from what I thought, which is like, tag. which is like if. A player, like, somebody can basically come up and match their offer and they don't have to give up a draft pick for him. Or, yeah. And, and it, which is weird because... It's basically restricted free agent status. Yeah, it, it it's weird. For other sports. Like, so I'm a team I'd try to go after him because I thought that was a weird situation because another football outsider's darling. They say him and, you know... Um, I, no, the other guy. Um, Albert. No, who's the uh, other guy on their team that's like criminally underrated? Everyone talks about um, oh Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas, they're arguably like the best one-two punch oh, on yeah. that team. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't... Joe Thomas is basically the best lineman in football. Yeah, yep. and it's like weird because they say like Alex Mack is like his one A to his one B. And it's I just we found that weird how they did that. I don't know. Joe Thomas, like I read a stat or something like. He's basically like never given up a sack or something like that. Like he's got like, he went like huge stretches of time and gave up like a total of two sacks over like years. Like it was I don't know something crazy like that. Like he's like far and away he's like easily the best um, tackle in the league or offensive lineman. Period. Um, we talked about Decker earlier. The, I, I would say the next biggest wide receiver on the market is Hakeem Nix, mm-hmm. uh, which is. In a really interesting case, and I know particularly being a Giant fan and having sort of an, an intimate understanding of who that player is, um, really confounding because he's really like I, you want to say that he's a supremely talented player, like he's yeah. capable of being a number one receiver on any team that just had injury issues, and that the injury issues, like he could never play sixteen games. We would always tweak a knee or, or tweak a, a ankle or something like that. Um, but you wanted to say that that was the only like thing that would worry you, and because that was what that was very frustrating for me. But this last season that he had, he had the anti-contract really, year, <laughs> weird anti-contract year. You know, it's it's so weird. I, as a Giant fan, like watching him for his entire career prior to last year, what I saw was a guy who could run routes. He was big. He could jump. He could be a possession receiver. He had the speed to break away and score a long touchdown, you know, after the catch. And he had huge hands, like Plaxico Burris hands. And he could just reach out and catch, and he would just jump up, and Eli would just... Eli has loved to have receivers that he will just throw it deep and let them make a play. And he would just do that, you know? And he would just make plays. And I noticed early this past year that he just wasn't making any plays... And then you saw you saw his numbers. He did not catch a touchdown, and he had only like 890 yards or something like that. His worst year ever, worse than his rookie year. And it's like you you want to say that you know sometimes like it's an effort thing, and sometimes yeah. 
sometimes that's a big deal, but sometimes that's not a big deal. Sometimes they're just in a shitty situation, and what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, More like... Giants was a shitty situation. I just don't want to be here situation. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 kind of damning. Like, it seemed like he just wasn't given the effort. And that's... Now that makes me, like, man, I always thought he was, like, a good guy. But can't yeah. you say that a lot about that team? Because, like, a lot of them didn't, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what's funny? Like, like I mean, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Even coming from here, though, it's I never heard that much about like Hakeem Nicks. The whole, yeah. wow, he's had a down year, you know, or you know, he had the anti-contract year until mm. like we're bringing it up now. I think mm. like he kind of flew under the radar because yeah. another guy by the name of Darren McFadden had a worse year that everybody was talking about. Like, oh, contract year is like, oh, terrible. But mm. <laughs> that guy, he's but, gone. Oh. He re- well, he he re- Raiders and speaking of the Giants, he you know there's another move that happened. He resigned. Oh, what did they trade or did they? Well, they 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 got rid of of um, Darren McFadden. Mm-hmm. Darren McFadden's gone. He's a free agent now. Um, however, you know who else is gone? Here's another guy the Raiders didn't sign who they could have signed, Rashad Jennings, who performed really well in backup or in you know cleanup for for Darren McFadden last year. He's a really, really versatile back. He can catch passes. He can block. Like, he's a really... I mean, teams don't... Pay, you don't pay for backs anymore. Backs are not, like, a sexy position anymore in today's NFL. Like, skill positions in general. Like, they're just pretty much guys that you draft, you pay very little to, and then you let go and you draft another one. Um, that's just what teams do in general. Like, the Ahmad Bradshaw formula is the formula yeah. for now, like, for teams. He resigned with the Colts. Oh, my Bradshaw, he did, yeah. And I think that's really, really good for them. Um, Could he Rashad get Hakeem Nicks? The Giants signed him, and I love that pickup, because mm-hmm. now I think they have a decent backfield with, with Wilson and Jennings, and Peyton Hillis can no longer <laughs> touch the ball. This, isn't that like power running, what they're planning, I guess? This, uh, no, no, not him, uh, the other two. free agency keeps Jennings? getting... Yeah. I don't know. I think he's kind of a whatever, an average... Yeah. Kind of okay. Free agency keeps getting better for the Raiders. They just re-signed Darren McFadden. <laughs> One year uh, deal. I thought he was done. Well, not. I guess probably because Jennings went. Um, huh. Woodley, I mean, whatever. That's fine. He's still really talented. He just can't stay on the field. Woodley got cut from the Steelers. So, all right. Phil Jackson's about to agree to the Knicks. Oh, no. <laughs> no. All right, let's save that. Let's, let's save that for the end. Let's yeah, they that. said that was supposed to happen tonight. Um, and did you hear about Steve? All right, I'll stop with that. One of the we'll, we'll, let's get into football. Let's get into yeah. basketball right at the end. Um, uh, one of the biggest names, Jarius Bird. Not that he is signed, but the Saints look like they're making a, a big charge at him. Um, I was kind of surprised the Bills just opted to let him go. They did just give some money to their other safety, whose name escapes me right now. But Jerry's bird had like an amazing. He's all he's been good since his rookie year. He's been intercepting passes since his rookie year. Um, he they let him go, and it looks like the Saints are gonna go hard after him. They've got a little space since they let who they let go. They let Sproles go. They let Roman Harper go. I think, which is they ironic need to replace some secondary. Which is ironic enough because um, Jimmy Graham is 
he's complaining about the I tight end he, he's and like, wide receiver tag. He's pissed about every part of this offseason. He just makes me laugh because he goes, I want to get paid. I want to get paid. They're not paying me. And then they're trying to cut players to pay him. And he goes, I don't like the offseason moves that they're making. Well, yeah. you can't have you one can't or the other, players. Jimmy Graham. Like, like, that's sorry. That's unfortunate. Dude. I get where he's coming from. I, for those of you who don't know, the, the drama with Jimmy Graham was that it wasn't about whether they franchised him or not. It was about what they franchised him as. So the franchise tag works like this. You get paid the average of the top. You get, the team gets to keep you for one year. They have to pay you the average of the top five players in your position. Now, we all think of Jimmy Graham as a tight end, right? In fantasy football, he's a tight end. He I think of him drafted, as a wideout. He was drafted as a tight end. However, out of all tight ends in the league, Jimmy Graham lined up off tackle or on tackle. I don't know if off tackle means Ow. against the tackle. He, well, I mean, lined up on the line of scrimmage like a tight end, yeah. the least of all tight ends in the entire NFL, at least percentage of snaps. 80% he percent he's li- he, wi- yeah, he, wi- he lines up. He lines up wide, just like a gigantic wide, wide receiver. receiver. Yep. And so his camp's argument is franchise me as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, the Saints' argument is... Is it Mickey Loomis? Is that the owner of the Saints? Yeah, it's Mickey Loomis. He literally says, you were a wide receiver in college. We drafted you to play wide receiver. You're a wide receiver everywhere that your position is considered in the NFL. Uh, We're paying you like a wide receiver. Now, of course, as you can imagine, wide receiver being a sexier position than tight end, the franchise tag for wide receiver would have paid him $10.5 million or something. Franchise tag for tight end paid him like $7. Ultimately, they paid him the franchise tag for tight end. So that was the money he made. Honestly, I don't think he's worth more than that. He's a, an amazing fantasy talent, but you saw how he went away against the Seahawks in the playoffs. He can't, he can't play against teams that are big. No, you know he basically takes advantage of his size advantage over most members of any team's secondary. Yeah, it doesn't work when you're talking Richard Sherman, who's like almost as big as him. Uh, he's not that good you know and he can't block from the tight end position either like yeah, that too and yeah, like, yeah. it's it's like you said it's basically he brings like he's not as good as rob gronkowski no think, or as valid of a he brings all of the or it's the thing where he brings this one great thing to it to the table but unfortunately he takes all these things off the table to yeah. kind of like cancel it out um let's see, let's see what else i can't believe that julius uh, bears parted ways with peppers though did they officially? Yeah, they officially released Julius Peppers. Oh, yep. Yeah, if they if two players aren't getting traded, they're going to get released. Uh, well, basically, whatever. Yeah. Texans cut Owen Daniels. Yeah, so big big names still around. Did BJ, they BJ Raji still around? Did they still cut his shop? I'm surprised they haven't cut him yet. They also cut. Mm, they caught. Sure. They caught. Uh, what's his name? Brian McCain, cornerback. Brian McCain. That's what it says. The Yankees catcher. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought you were talking about. He's um, a nickel uh, quarterback, corner. We've cornerback. still got, who do we sell on the market? Akib Tlaib's going to be a big a big guy. The Bucks um, are actually trying to get uh, Graham from Houston. Who, Graham? Uh, his name, uh, I hate these little stream no, things. Wait, the tight end? I think so. Graham. Interesting. Yeah, the Bucks. <laughs> the Bucks. See you later, Darrell Garrett Revis. Graham. Oh, oh yeah, okay, all right, all right. Tight end Garrett Graham. 
See you later, Darrell Revis. Yeah. By the way, for the Bucks. For the Bucks, yeah. Sorry about our giant mistake. We signed you to a huge mm-hmm. contract, mm-hmm. and you lasted one mm-hmm. year. And I guess we. And the sucked, thing is, he no, he did okay towards well towards the end he of the season. He was he was he was like the thing is they were playing a zone, and he's not he's a cover. Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. the problem is he they're not playing the right system for him. So. I mean, Lovey Smith could have been good for him, but I, I guess they weren't looking in that kind of way. So the thing is, they cut him because I guess they didn't want to give him the sixteen million. I think it is, and I guess like I guess they were they're going in a different direction to a point because their system doesn't necessarily require them to have like the greatest cornerbacks to play the position. Yeah. Um. The other one of the one of the big uh, oh big Texans movers. are looking for Josh McCown. Texans are looking for Josh McCown. I think Josh McCown is going to just go back to the Bears. Probably. I think he he and Jay Cutler are, like, really good friends. Mm. And when people were talking to him last year when he was, like, lighting it up about, oh, when, when, when uh, Jay know, Cutler when comes came back, back, do you yeah. think you should be the starter? He was like, no. No, of course not. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm the backup. <laughs> Jay Cutler's better than me. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you, dumb? Yeah. And they're... He, I think he's just really comfortable there. I think yeah. that's what's going to end up happening, and he's mm. like just a good backup like that. Mm. Um, uh, here's a, a a big mover and shaker in free agency. Interestingly, the Vikings. Uh, I don't know if it's going to mean they will, although the NFC North seems to suck right now, but I don't know if it gonna, it's going to mean they're going to win the North. They still have quarterback issues, but <laughs> Did you they the made some up? defensive line moves. moves yeah. uh, they signed uh, Everson Griffin who's been great. great. Uh, he's kind of like a pure pass rusher kind of yeah. guy. So they signed him to their line. They have a first-round pick. Um, they're going to have one of the best lines in football. They, you, they have a first-round pick, Sharif Floyd. Yeah. And then on the inside, they, they re-signed, or they signed, I don't know if they, I don't know if he was they, like, they signed Brian Robeson, and they also signed Linville Joseph off the Giants. Which I'm pissed about. Linville Joseph, the Giants signed, uh, drafted him like three years ago, and he's been a total success. I think he had to sit out one year uh, with like an injury or something like that, but he's been great. He's been totally professional, and he's been a great run stopper and just great line player. And I'm I'm really sad to see him go. I mean, I guess the Giants were deep on the defensive line. They always are. They have always got tons of players to just kind of fill in but i was sad to see him go he's he's gonna be really good for the vikings they're gonna have a bear of <laughs> no pun intended yeah um, no. cool. and fc north humor um <laughs> uh they're gonna have a bear of a defensive line this year with everson griffin now it's yeah and their first round pick it's jared allen uh jared allen's gone all right they're uh i think they cut him yeah and also, oh, uh, there was a little plea from Adrian, from Peterson to get Michael Vick. To get Michael Vick. Was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, Michael Vick's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard somebody say he might go and be the Niners' backup, uh, which was interesting. I've heard rumors that he might sign with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Now, I... you know, my, it's an interesting situation because... With Gino, with Gino Smith, I mean, he showed flashes of brilliance last year, but it like, it's a situation where you know he's he got thrown to the fire early, and I thought from a situation he played really well because he didn't really have anybody to throw to. Gino? The, the, yeah, the okay. line was like you know, so I'm I'm on this at, on thing. Fence. 
offense, well, not an offense, but give him time. I don't think you need that Vic bubble, you know, over his head. I, you know, you, there's other backups out there that you could get, like maybe like a Sean Hill or something like that. Not like that, you know, because that's what they need. Is that you know, they don't need that circus basically. End up like Sanchez. Yeah, I do yeah. feel though that I like the Vikings thing for him though. I feel like the Vikings is a Perfect. much yeah is a much better situation. What's like their me? Vikings draft pick? Uh, where are they gonna be? They are they eighth. Pretty bad, right? They're eighth. Yes. Eighth. Okay. They might cut Ponder now because they resigned. Well, they might draft. You know, they resigned Castle, right? Yeah, they resigned yeah, Castle was, to two years. It's funny because the Texans were looking at him. Yeah. Um. So they they might go quarterback. They like might have to. Water or some, someone like that at eight. I think that would, I don't know. I would, I kind of hope none of the quarterbacks get picked in the first round because yeah. I don't think. Not even Manziel? No. Interesting. Well, I, maybe I late. Wanna, maybe late. Late first I, round. But I like. Wanna talk about Manziel. You know? Maybe, maybe in a sec. Okay. Um, later. Also, to go back to the Jets, uh, did you hear, John, about how um, someone, Tannenbaum, is Tannenbaum even still there? Yeah, Tannenbaum's. Okay. He's he wants where? Gino the to, Jets. or they, in general, they want. No, they Gino fired Tim Baum. He's gone. Well, no, he's like their like. Maybe it was Woody. Or, it was Woody, Woody that said it. Um, okay. I don't. I don't know who. Okay. Um, they said they want Gino to throw under twenty times a game. That's what I heard too, yeah. and which is so asinine. I think that's the dumbest this thing, thing I've ever heard. If your quarterback is throwing under twenty times a game, that means you're going to have a two to one run pass ratio. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. It's not 1951. Mm. This isn't that doesn't happen. I know. My mm-hmm. thing is like you this, can't do that. Mm. And if that's what you want, if that's what you're saying needs to happen for your team to be successful, that means you don't like your quarterback. Period. At all. My thing is this isn't <laughs> this isn't Navy. You're not running the option, guys. Like, yeah. come on. Like, what the hell is going on here? I mean, jeez. Mm-hmm. Sign some running backs if that's <clears throat> what you're gonna do. I mean, Christ. Christ yeah. Speaking. Do they still have Sean Green? Yes. yes. No, he's the Titans now. Really? Titans. Yeah. Oh, they're they're, they're yeah. about to get rid of um, Chris they, Johnson. But speaking of of the creep, they might they might be heavy right now. I don't know what's going on right now. But I was talking to you, Mike, since you wanted to get into the quarterbacks. Any credence to that big rumor that I told you about? The uh, Houston Texans were looking at trading Ryan. I mean, getting Mallet from the Patriots. Yeah. And then if they get Mallet, they'll take Clowney. I don't the think first... it may. I don't. I don't think it makes sense. I don't know why. I don't know what are you. Tra- what are you trading? I mean, I. I like the idea of them taking Clowney. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, that, although no, yeah, it really is. I, I mean, I think free agent quarterback might be the way to go, but mm-hmm. because they have a good team now, yeah. other than quarterback. But I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't know if I like Mallet. He's the guy's never started. It's, I mean, he kind of. What do we? Yeah. What's the he expectation? Watched, he hasn't played. It's a weird. It's weird because you gain anything, anything by putting Mallet on. Your Are team. you better Who's off just? Backup now. The, I feel like that guy's just as good. Whoever he is. Um. Was the name? Ke- oh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Yeah. Yeah. He has more like experience. Right now, better than Case Keenum? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a weird situation from what I heard about it. It's even some of the Patriot fans, like from what I've heard in their things and their draft things, are like, I hope they trade him because he saw or he's terrible or Mallet's terrible. And like some of the coaching staff's really not that high on Mallet either. And I remember, which I always thought was odd hearing coming from the fan base and especially the coaching staff. Because remember, this guy was supposed to be a first round quarterback before he fell to like the third round, which is, yeah. mm. it, it's, it's weird. And 
with the Texans, I'm like, didn't they? I texted you, did they go this route like with Matt Schaub to get dra- I mean, trade for somebody else's unproven backup with promise? Yeah. Like, I mean, just, just keep Schaub. <laughs> I, like, I'm like, if you're gonna do that, As like, a, just keep Schaub. What whatever. Is it? What's he getting paid right he had now? A, I mean, he had a, like a I, that season fell apart for them, but I think they were just really unlucky. Yeah, the, all those like eight straight pick six games or whatever, like mm-hmm. that. That's just that's just luck. I mean, that's just real shit luck. Yeah, that's and a then lot it, of at shit some luck. Point, it is. It is. But like, at some point, you gotta say the guy is terrible. And then, <laughs> but the thing is, it's but he's not terrible. You know, he's not terrible. You've seen him. He's been a good. He's been like a decent quarterback like his whole career. You know, mm-hmm. it must. You know that it's weird. It must be weird to think he's terrible, but, right? But he's what, gotta be good. But what Nick's all right? But what Nick's <laughs> coming? All right, all right. I, I'll go with that. But what Nick's <laughs> coming from that with quarterbacks sometimes it just. When they fall off, they just they yeah. fall off they hard. They don't have it anymore. Because <laughs> like his confidence has to be shot. It's it, it's just like it's like the baseball pitcher who's like dominant one year, then just you know they don't have the fast. They just you can tell when somebody just doesn't have it anymore. And a lot of people say, uh, so how so, much is he getting paid? Is what I'm wondering. Is I think he, Bob? Yeah, I don't know. If they it's like a him, if huh? it's a good amount, he has to get cut. Yeah, that's what I think. Because <laughs> if he's taking up cat space, I think you should have like Keyscape Keycase Keenum. Maybe get another either a free agent, free agent quarterback or get a uh, draft a quarterback. You know, make them fight for the starting job. Something, he, but anything the Matt job. He did show promise though, Case Keenum. Well, there are moments where he showed promise. Then yeah. he looked like an undrafted. Yeah, rookie. then he, yeah. Like, so. so like, I wouldn't mind having him as a backup if there's somebody out there that obviously can take over that job. What do you guys think of Manziel? Well, let me start out by saying, like, I think only reason I personal opinion, I don't think any of them should be in the um, first round or they should go late. But I think they will be in the first round because there's going to be some kind of pressure for teams that like the Texans or any other team that needs a quarterback to get them. Yeah. But that's how that's my view of it. But um, you you go go for it. Okay. What do I think about Manziel in particular? Yeah. Um. This guy is a guy that people are. There's a lot of talk. He's like a, 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 you know, a, a franchise QB. Like, is he? So is he that? I. Uh, go ahead. I don't like the whole. He's immature. He's this and that. Yes. Okay. There, there's immaturity, but he's like what, 21 years old. Like we've yeah. all made mistakes when we we're Do, that age. You want to know what I done stuff like that at that age? It's. You want to know what I don't like about that? It's like uh, the, this is what I asked for. Like those who criticize him about yeah. that, if what he did happen in the NFL would would it make the news? No, yeah. because that's what they do anyway. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's wh- almost like it's only yeah whatever. No, <laughs> nobody cares about that in the NFL. No, it, nobody would ever hear of this, but yeah. because he was in college and you can't get paid as a you know, but you know. From what I heard about every, every scout and watched watching him they said like he has poise a lot of his teammates love him he's uh like he has that like brett Favre thing about him where he draws what, where the, yeah he's a field general on the field all right maybe he acts like an idiot off the off the field but mm. on the field like they have his respect and he's a field ge- general it's all, it's all business yeah Jonathan mocks him. yeah <laughs> my thing 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 that scares me about him is he played in a spread system. I, I yeah. that's I know NFL's offenses are gearing towards the spread system and that, but 
some quarterbacks that played in the spread system now have really struggled to adapt in yeah. the pros. Like Cape Capernick was one of them. Like sometimes he can't read complex defensive coverages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that that would be the transition that he has to make. I think like I think that he has um when he comes he has improved in his pocket passing like throughout this year. I think he's like uh what was it, seventy 78 77 or something whatever the percentage is but like i think i I don't know i I forgot what his percentage was when he was like throwing from the pocket or something like that but like they were saying that he improved in that aspect of it it's a huge learning curve that i think is going to probably be somewhat difficult but yeah the west if he still learned that kind of style but i think it's funny like i I haven't seen a ton of nick man nick manzel i don't nick manzel I, you would have to ask Johnny. I'm thinking of here. I've, uh, <laughs> me and him are not related. Uh, okay. Although I wouldn't so mind if I was. I, what I, what I, what, from what I've seen, though, uh, regarding his 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 mobility, mm. which is a huge part of who he is and what his value is. I heard he's very very fast. What well, I've seen of he is fast, yeah. and he's also real. He can shake the guys, but when I see him, you know who he reminded me of college the, the the guy he reminded me very very much of watching is reggie bush the way that reggie bush would shake would, would shake and bake and just just rip off these big runs and just make these college defenders look like idiots yeah. on the field that's what nick manzel does in the open field like behind and around johnny manzel who the hell is nick manzel i am not i don't know what the heck's wrong with me um john Maybe you wish his name was Nick. Maybe, maybe Joe Mangel. <laughs> Joe Mangel. Joe Mangel. Uh, that is a so, brand name. So, so when I yeah, yeah. Joe Mangel. <laughs> so th- that's what I see. That's what he does in and around yeah, yeah, yeah. the line of scrimmage, downfield. Um, that that's it reminds me so much of Reggie Bush. I thought you were going that, Vince Young. I, I, that's why no, I, I had a feeling. Of Reggie Bush, uh, interestingly, and I. You know, if you'll recall with Reggie Bush, now he he's awesome cross racial comparison now, by the way. I think once once we once teams have figured out the best way to use him and he's been better at becoming a normal running back, but what made Reggie Bush amazing at USC did not translate well to the NFL because whereas in college you could just stop moving shuck and jive and players be like oh what's he doing and then you just run around them in the nfl they just keep coming at you and they drive their their elbow through you you know and that's why that doesn't translate and i feel like his mobility is not going to be is not going to translate well to the nfl well reggie bush has gotten better at that he's gotten better but at the nfl level he's not the same kind of player he still has the elusibility is still there though only in the open field and only when he actually not through the hole there which is not you know that only happens one or yeah. two times a game. You know, yeah. um, but in general, like the, the ability to be in the open in college, he was in the open field every mm-hmm. play because college defenses are bad. You know, same thing with Johnny Manziel. Uh, you know, a broken play, a quarterback is quote unquote in the open field, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I just think NFL defenders are different. I think he's not going to be as effective with that. To me, it's all about the learning curve. What he can learn within. Yeah, yeah. That's why I would rather him be in like a second round because like if he's like coming in after a pl- another quarterback it would be better for him because like learning on the fly could be very dangerous for for him and he's not the biggest guy so yeah. his though his durability has been good so far i guess but 
It's dangerous. I'm glad you brought up the durability because that's the same thing. With he kind of reminds me of a little bit of the RG3 with you know the durability concern. Or maybe like he's a small guy and mm. if he if he runs and have the athleticism, he needs to learn how to slide or else he'll take a beating just like RG3 did. And with Mike, what you said about the Reggie Bush, I was going to compare him to. I feel like his athleticism will translate to a certain extent to the NFL. I feel like. They said it, this. Yeah. I feel like it'll be like what Vince Young was the first couple of like games. You know, you know, everyone's like, "Wow, you know, they don't have no team really has a scouting report on him, or you know, all they have is tape on him in college. They don't have tape on him in the pros. So I feel like yeah. he can use his, you know, athleticism. And everyone's like, "Oh crap! How the hell are we gonna prepare for that?" But I mm. feel like once they get the, you know, the tape on him, they'll point out his flaws and well, whatnot. A lot of coaches do say a dual threat quarterback is one of the biggest headaches you can actually have trying to coach a defense against. So, I mean, it could work it's in true. his favor, but it depends to me, like, what kind of schemes they're going to run. I mean, I mean, I, let me ask you guys a question then. Uh, what, what do you think is the best fit? What's the best team he can go to? Okay. Cleveland. Who are your needs? Cleveland's Cleveland needs quarterback. Cleveland, Texans, uh, Jaguars. Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, I still uh, think, what's their names? Uh, I still think Cleveland. Oakland. Um, you know, though, Oakland would actually be a good situation for him. Just yeah. that whole bad boy reputation he has. He'd be a Raider for life right there. <laughs> I mean, the Houston, the Houston thing, it just, I think what's attractive to Houston is that he's, he's the hometown kid. You know, and it, it just like, it has that little makes sense kind of aspect yeah. to it mm-hmm. um they had to where he'd be he'd be in a comfort zone and the fans would just adore him do you think they'd do a reggie but i mean reggie bush uh we're naming all different kinds of people. i know <laughs> what's up uh do you think it'd be like a vince young situation where everyone's clamoring take the hometown kid take the hometown kid and they don't take the hometown yeah. kid or rather <laughs> probably <laughs> i think that probably will be happening because nfl gms are smart um, not that they, I mean, yeah. not that the smart, th- I'm not saying the smart thing is for them not to do it, but I'm saying they won't do it just because he's hometown. Yeah. Um, so we're, we, we're, we're running out of time. Um, but we, uh, we brought this up before. I'm going to, I'm going to bring us back to it. Um, cause I don't want to not mention this. Phil Jackson, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty much done. He's coming to the New York Knicks to basically act as a consultant in the front office. Um, this so it's, is not, like it's weird. not president of, of basketball operations? No, it's, it's not, not that. that. It's okay. purely, it's literally, I, I don't know if the word was consultant, but it basically was synonymous with consultant. Like, it's not even, it, it doesn't even have a title. It's just, he's just there to give them advice. So it's like a part-time thing? Well, I, I don't think like. it's supposed to be a part-time job, but if you know Phil Jackson, and it's you know never... how much he loves uh, the beach, and L.A., and, you know, and peyote and whatever i don't think he's gonna move to i don't know no. he should move to new york if he's, he's gonna take this you job. mean he's gonna run his business from skype he's gonna run it remotely oh, i can just email i can just tweet my i can advice i can so it's gonna I be a skype. poker off type and of he's thing not, i you know what see the thing is i think show up every now and then i i <laughs> make love an appearance that remind everybody you're the only i don't i don't know if he's gonna like commit himself as much to it as like he really should because he's always been that guy he's always felt had that like entitlement of like remember how he was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll, uh, I'll come back to the Lakers if I don't have to coach the whole, the away games. Brian Shaw will coach the away games, and I want 15 mil. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, like, no. I'll, I'll I'll was like coach, who I'll, would I'll do coach this? 41 games. Um, no, no, but I, I think you know why I love this though. 
I don't even know that he'll be. He's a great. I know he's a great basketball mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's a great GM mind. He probably is good. He probably can make good decisions and offer advice. That's why he's a consultant. It's yeah. not just GM. It's he probably could invite, offer advice on player meshing and like what players to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on you know buying the groceries, you know, but. What I think is amazing is that this is the only possible solution to James Dolan. This is the... What other guy can James Dolan maybe not say no to? And whether Phil Jackson is a genius or just kind of smart, I'll take kind of smart if it makes James Dolan listen to him because he's Phil Jackson, like one of the most respected like people who could possibly be there. Well, I want to see know. if he has a little bit of Jerry West in him rather than Elgin Baylor in terms of, like, running front offices. Yeah. So it's, like you said, I I don't know with James I Dolan. I think he's an incredibly intelligent guy. Yeah, he is mm-hmm. intelligent. So I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think he'll be, in whatever capacity for power he has, you know, he'll make good decisions. But I, I, think, I think the best part is the influence on James Dolan, who's out of control. And needs to be reined in. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm in love with it. I, what do you think this is going to do for you guys, though, in the long run? Or in the long run? In the long run, I mean, maybe it will rein in some of the awful James Dolan decisions that have been made. That's it. I, I don't know. I can't say specifically what their plan is. I, they'll probably try to rebuild. Thankfully. So you think Mello walks? I still think Mello walks. I do too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, there's a because ch- I, I, I don't know how this is gonna like shake out, but I just I I think it's better than. Oh, I, yeah. I agree. I mean? Yeah, I get, I get, I get. Because I just think Phil Jackson will look at his team. And he's like, nope. I want a clean slate. Want to wipe my hands of this and mm-hmm. go and you know the, do my thing. To that aspect, I like the move for that reason only. <laughs> um, good luck without doing it with the first round pick. Yeah, right. Uh, when they get the money, they'll have a first round pick that year, right? Yeah. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, because you can't trade. Have, yeah, you have can't one, trade they every. Have one in fifteen, they have one in seventeen. Okay. Not every 16. other. Every other year, basically. They might have one in eighteen still, or that it was with the eighteen pick. The uh, the last Bariani pick. Bariani? maybe. Or maybe. Was the sixteen pick. It might. Mm. I, I want to say eighteen. Oh god. Oh, god. All right. Well, maybe he no, won't give me. away anymore. Sorry, that's <laughs> such a sad note, everyone. Um. Uh, we are uh right at the end here. Uh, we're going to say goodbye in a sec. Does anybody have any quick hits before next time? Wichita State's 34-0. and It's the first undefeated team to go into the tournament um, in a while. I'm pulling for them. I want to see if the last time a team ran the table was, I think, the 74-75 Indiana Hoosiers. They yeah. finished 32-0, and granted, because, you know, not less games, less games but... I want to see a team run the table. Why not? When is this ever going to happen? And they've been good. So, you know, I, I'm not all for the your conference sucks stuff. I mean, you play who you play, so I'm hoping to see them run the table. We got baseball coming up. Um, spring training started. We're seeing, uh, I mean, as a Yankee fan, there's a little bit for me to get excited about, I guess. You know, McCann's been good. They've got Tanaka. Um we have we're going to field one of the best outfields and one of the worst infields <laughs> in the uh, majors, so that'll be interesting. Um, other than Brian McCann, oh, my new hero. Oh, okay, all right. Um, we'll probably you guys will probably hear a little about baseball from us in the next uh, couple weeks, but that's my quick hit. Well, I think I have like two. Um, 
I think Carmel Anthony, everybody will know what he's and his intention is, depending on what he does next year after he's done, after he's out of his con, uh, or if he opts out of his contract. Um, depending on what he does, I think if he stays with the Knicks, I think it'll be for money purposes because they're the team that can give them the most money. And I don't know. I don't necessarily, a lot of people are talking about him coming to the Bulls and something like that. But, like, depending on which team he signs with, that that, that would kind of show his intent on, like, trying to win a championship. And the other one was, I think, uh, a lot of people, Blake Griffin. Wow. He's having a great year this year. That's about it. He was 14 for 16 last night for 37 points. Uh, yeah, pretty sick. Pretty oh. sick. And they weren't all dunks. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the most he's, impressive he's, part. <laughs> he's, he's, he's gradually improving. That's a Durant line right there. Yeah. And the Clippers, by the way, you know, I think last week I gave him short shrift a little bit. I was like, the Clippers are really good, but the Rockets. But no, the Clippers. The Clippers might actually be the best. Team. I I don't know what's going on. I don't know. The Rockets our, are still our elite. Our elite. Yeah, but the, the Clippers. Oh, what'd they do? I don't know. They, they, they've just been really, really impressive. They're on a yeah. big winning streak. Yeah. And the rest of the elite has kind of fallen by the wayside. Other than the Spurs. Other than the Spurs. Away, they actually could take the best record. full strength now and have the number one seed. And I don't know what's going on with the They, they took the best. Yeah, they have the best record in the league. The Heat. Uh, I'm not really worried about the Heat because, again, they're, 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 whatever. they're coasting. But the Pacers. I think I am worried about the Pacers. Ever since this trade, they're... Their offense has never been good, and their defense mm. is not good with that with Evan Turner on the floor. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's you know, maybe it's a chemistry thing, and they'll they'll. It'll take I'm not worried time. about it. It's early still. It sucks losing Granger just for the locker room presence. I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about the Heat. I'm not worried about the Thunder. Yeah, none of them really. You think the Clippers are title contender? I think the- they are. I think they're a title contender. But I, we said that last week. I think we said the Clippers in the... In the, in the, the thing I said last week, I think, I think like, because, like, even though I think we all think that OKC's favored, right? Um, yeah. But, like, I just don't think it's as easy because these teams... Because OKC's not as good uh, if you look at their squad compared to when they made it. And the teams are, right now are just better than when the when Oklahoma actually beat them. So, it, I don't know. Still kind of favored, but... I don't know. We'll see. We'll it's see. the end of the world, man. When a Donald Sterling, you know, own team is a championship contender, <laughs> we, we shall see. We shall see. Weeks. We are winding down the basketball season. Playoffs are right around the corner, um, and that is going to do it for us this week. It was exciting to get back to the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. Real quickly for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll see the NFL again in a month or so when it's draft time. Draft time. Um, but until then, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Catch you next time on Sportscast Prime. See ya, brother. See ya. You just listened to a HyperWorks Network podcast. Don't you feel good about yourself now? No? Oh, sorry. Sorry.